Welcome back to the podcast. Our theme at the Traders Point Church of Christ for the next four months is going to be Soldiers of Christ. So over the next few weeks, Jeremy and I are going to try to unpack what that means and why it's so important for the Christian to be prepared for battle. We'll also have some sermons on this topic throughout the next trimester, so be sure to watch for those as well. And as always, if you'd like more information about us, please visit our website at traderspointchurch.org. And you can also find us on Facebook and YouTube as well. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Welcome once again for studying along with us here in this podcast. We've been spending some time over the last several weeks kind of talking about the idea of being a soldier for Christ and what, what that means, what that looks like kind of in everyday life. Certainly the reality that we are at war and needing to understand that and, and to certainly act as that's the case. And so we've spent some time in the page of the New Testament. Uh, we've studied uh, th- from Ephesians chapter 6 primarily. And for the next couple of weeks, we're going to spend some time in the Old Testament and looking at a particular soldier story, if you will, and maybe pull some insight, certainly some principles that I think can help that we can apply to our walk as a soldier. And so for this week, we're going to kind of go back to Joshua chapter 1, and at the very beginning of this book, to kind of look at, you know, this idea of Joshua and, you know, his idea of a soldier. And before we get specifically into Joshua chapter 1, John, why don't you kind of give us a context of where we are historically and maybe a little bit about the book itself Mm -hmm. on why it's such a good book to talk about when we're talking about soldiering and battling. And then we'll kind of dive into some specific things here in chapter 1. Yeah, it really sets up as a great study on this topic because of who Joshua was and the role that he played within the, the nation of Israel at this time. He was essentially an understudy under Moses, Uh, He had been with him for a long period of time and had watched how Moses led the people of Israel. And and so he had grown up uh, essentially being uh, prepared for this time period. We begin Joshua with um, Moses having died and Joshua now being thrust into that leadership position that he had watched and, and studied Moses in for so long. And so now Joshua finds himself in a difficult situation. Uh, Moses has led the people throughout the wilderness for the last 40 years, and he has been the one that has communicated with God on behalf of the people. He's been the one that the people have gone to with questions. He, He has been the guy, and now he's gone. And I can only imagine that everyone is concerned about what's going to happen next. And to make matters even more dire from the perspective of the people of Israel is they are essentially knocking on the door, so to speak, of the promised land. And there are going to be battles and wars that take place over that land. And Moses has been the one who has always been at the forefront of any confrontation that would exist. He's been the one who has gone to God to seek protection and deliverance. And so now I'm sure they're concerned about what lies in store for them, uh, both physically as well as spiritually. And and so Joshua is the one at the center of all of this. That is is everybody. Everybody's eyes are now on him. And so the beginning of Joshua is essentially 
Joshua chapter one, where we're going to spend most of our time today, is essentially a bit of a pep talk, so to speak, as God prepares Joshua for the work uh, that he has upcoming and the monumental task that he has to try and fill Moses' shoes. I think a lot of times when we think about the book of Joshua, especially the beginning of this book, it's always important to kind of keep in context of what the people of Israel, what the the Jews are really all about at this time. You make mention, you study through the book of Joshua, I mean, there is battle after battle after battle after battle after battle. And certainly by the end of the book of Joshua, you're dealing with the people that have been in, in war. You're dealing with people that have been in multiple battles. But here in Joshua chapter 1, you're dealing with a, a big group of people who none of them, none of them have mm-hmm. been in a battle. None yep. of them um, ha, have been a soldier per se. You're dealing with a group of people. All that they've really been doing is walking around. Yep. I mean, they've not been planting. They've not really been working very hard. They've been walking around. That is, that's what they've been. That's what they're all about. And now, you're right, they're given this monumental task by God to say, listen, here's the land that I had promised you. Now, you, you go in there and take it. And now you have a people that uh, there's not a soldier among them, uh, as we would classify a soldier, not a soldier among them. And you're right, here in Joshua chapter 1, it is in essence uh, a pep talk, if you will. You know, it is an admonition that God is laying down on Joshua, and it is on the heels as Moses has died, arguably the greatest leader of God's people, certainly in the pages of the Old Testament, and Joshua was firsthand to witness all of that. So he, he knew the impact that Moses had on the people. He understood his leadership and how, how, uh, how great it was. He understood all of that. And now you have in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 2, Moses, my servant, is dead, right? I mean, it's a sentence, it ends in a period, and he moves on to the task that Joshua has. And, and really the admonition that comes to bear, certainly in the first nine verses of Joshua chapter 1 is that idea of being strong mm-hmm. and of good courage. He, he, you see it in verse 6, verse 7, verse 9 specifically. And so let's talk a little bit about that admonition. And what's really nice about these first nine verses is God just doesn't leave it there. He, he, he right. gives that admonition. I want you to be strong. I want you to be of good courage. But he also includes this is how you do that. And so let's talk about the admonitions, admonition itself, and then we'll talk about you know how it can be accomplished because that same admonition is for us. As we are yeah. in battle, we've got to be strong and of good courage. And so let's talk about the significance of those two things. Yeah, the first thing that comes to mind when I think about that, and certainly you see it here in the text as you just made mention, is that God doesn't just call Joshua to be strong and of good courage and then let him figure out how to do that. God, just like he was with Moses, is going to be there with Joshua every step of the way, and he's going to give Joshua very specific ways in which he can fulfill this admonition to be strong and of good courage. And I think my favorite is found there in verse number 8. I've got it underlined in my Bible. It's one of the things that I love about this first chapter of Joshua is that when you think about the role Joshua is going to play as a leader, as a warrior, a soldier, you think about, okay, he needs to be physically strong. He needs to have uh, sharp mental acuity so that he can figure out strategy for battle. He needs to hone his leadership skills so that the people follow him. 
all of those things good, all of those things true to some degree, but that's not where God directed Joshua. He tells him to meditate in the book of the law day and night, and that is going to prepare him to be strong and of good courage. And that is such a, a beautiful picture of of really what it is to be a soldier in Christ's army. We prepare ourselves. We've talked about it over the past several weeks that, that God gives us everything that we need to be fully equipped in this battle that he has prepared us for. And one of the greatest tools at our disposal that we have talked about already is his word. And meditating in it day and night is going to prepare us for that battle unlike anything else we could do. And, and so even Joshua, at this day and time when you know he just had some of the old law there to, to read and to study, God says you spend time in it day and night, and that will prepare you to be strong and courageous and to be able to lead these people in the way that God needs them to. Yeah, I mean, you know, you think about it, it, you know, it really comes down to really God saying to Joshua, you need to focus in on what I have to say, right? What I say, what my will is, you need to be immersed in that. And I think that's a significance of, you know, this uh, teaching to, you know, be meditating on it day and night, right? I mean, there's, it's only day and night. That's all that there is. And so the point that God is is making to Joshua is you, you need to be immersed in my word, what I have to say, right? And so you see that coming in application. I mean, just a few chapters from here, when the people cross over the Jordan River, I mean, their first major battle is at the city of Jericho. And it's probably a story that a lot of people listening will be familiar with, so we won't rehash that whole thing. But the significance of that battle, I mean, a battle in which the people themselves aren't carrying, you know, big weapons and, and mm-hmm. you know— m- marching, as you would say, into battle. They're marching around a city. But it it is God's specific instruction, very specific instruction, that was followed very specifically. And it is Joshua there who is very intent on saying, we're going to follow all that God has in store for us. And, And it is because of his focus. And so the focus that he has on what God has to say is what gives him this courage. It's what allows him to be strong. And so when you see there in Joshua chapter 6, the incredible victory, the strength, the courage that Joshua has, it's because of here his focus on God's word. And, and so again, for us, it, it's the exact same thing, right? I mean, it, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, the, the temptations that Satan brought to Jesus when he was in the wilderness, and he's mm-hmm. he's fasting there for 40 days, and he's tempted there by Satan, and Jesus uses God's word to defend himself, right? He uses God's word in battle. That's what he was. He was in battle with Satan, and he uses God's word, mm-hmm. and it is the exact same way for us as we face various battles from the world in our everyday life, the more I am equipped, the more I am immersed, the more I have God's word at the ready, the more confident and courageous I can walk around Mm -hmm. because of that. I'm ready for whatever comes because I am ready with God's word. Yeah, and that, that is readiness is something that I think as a Christian, we have to always be mindful of that if, if we're going to be effective soldiers in this battle that we are fighting, we have to always be ready. You, you, you can't, as a soldier, if you're engaged in battle, you can't have an off day. That could be the last one. It's that serious. The stakes are too high. 
you have to always be ready. And I think what we see here is God calling Joshua to that very high standard of readiness. Joshua, you have to realize the role that you're taking on, the role that you have been called to. You've seen Moses over the past years. You have seen how stressful this can be. You have seen how in the spotlight this role is. Well, guess what? This is you now. You got to be ready. Day in and day out, you have to be ready. And God equips him to do just that. And it's just such a a beautiful picture for me to consider when I think about the importance of me being ready day in and day out to, to wage war against evil, to fight temptation that's going to knock on my door, that God has fully equipped me and given me everything that I need to be ready every single day to win that battle. I can win every single day because God has equipped me as long as I'm ready. And that's that's essentially what we're seeing here with Joshua. God is is very clear with, with really all of those he chooses to be leaders of his people. If you follow God, you're victorious. That's the way it goes. There's no there's right. no second guessing that. If you follow God and stay with him, you win. And and the same is true for us as Christians. And that's, that's true because he's given us everything we need to be ready for this battle. And that's what we're seeing here with Joshua. He is, he is trying to encourage Joshua here right at the outset that with me, I'll give you everything you need. But you got to be ready because battle is knocking on your door. Yeah, I mean, that really comes down to it. And as he has laid on him this charge to be strong and to be courageous, one of the ways that he says you can do that is if you're ready, if you're ready and following what I have to say, and you're immersed in that. And really the second thing that you just alluded to it just a moment ago, the second thing that we have that God kind of gives to Joshua, now, you know, the one is very proactive. We've got to make ourselves ready. And the other is kind of a mindset. He reminds them of something, that you can be strong and you can be courageous. And he reminds them, you can do that because I'm standing right here by you. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a beautiful passage in Joshua chapter 1, and verse 5, where God is telling Joshua, no man is able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses... So I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. And he kind of reiterates that again in verse 9 when he tells him, don't be afraid or dismayed. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I mean, it is that reminder to Joshua that you can be courageous, you can be strong because I'm standing right there by you. Mm Certainly Moses understood that. I mean, at the very beginning of his story, really, in Exodus chapter 3, when God is talking to him from the bush, it's one of the major points that is when right. when Moses is afraid, God he gets them to understand that you don't have to be afraid. Yeah. I'm going to be there, and Moses really came to understand that fully as he went through his life with God at his side. And now it's going to be the same for Joshua, mm-hmm. and ultimately has to be the same for us. Yeah, it has to be. And I think one of the things that we see here towards the end of chapter one is the response that we'll get when we do just that. And what we see at the end of the chapter 1 is the people rally behind Joshua. They're ready to follow him. They're ready to support him. They're ready to 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 do whatever he tells them to do is essentially what they say. Listen, you just tell us where to go and what to do, and we'll do it as long as you stay with God, as long as you follow God the way that Moses did. 
And I think that's that's a that's a really important thing for us to consider as as Christians is we want to be positive influences to those that we're around. We want to help lead others to Christ. We want to be a pillar in this battle that we're fighting. Well, if we're close to God and we follow him and we allow him to prepare us and equip us the way that we've been talking about, others will follow us. Others will see that in us. Others will see those leadership qualities and see the readiness that we illustrate in our own lives. And that's something that will draw others to us and ultimately to God. And so this this readiness and this being equipped and prepared for battle that we've been talking about certainly is is that is is beneficial to us in our battle against Satan and against evil in this world, but it's also advantageous to those who will follow us and who will see us and how we prepare for this battle and how we engage in these things. And so it's not just something that we have to to do selfishly, but it's now something that we have to consider how others are going to view us and the impact that we may be able to have on them through these things. Yeah, I find it interesting. You just even here in the book of Joshua, certainly early on in the book, God gives us really the both sides of this, a picture mm-hmm. of both sides, where you have in Joshua chapter 6 of the Battle of Jericho, God being right there. Listen, God is all about it. The ark is there. God is there. He is fighting for the people, and they are incredibly victorious. Well, in the very next chapter, they go up to Ai, and they are defeated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Joshua is right. surprised by that, <laughs> yeah. but he finds out very quickly the reason for that defeat is that God wasn't with them yep. then. Yep. There was sin in the camp, and because that there was sin, God has withdrawn himself, right? And so he found out very quickly that with God is where strength and courage comes from. Away from God, there should be should be fearful, <laughs> yeah. you know, in that point. Yeah. And again, that application is the exact same for us today. On the surface, it may appear as if the world and all the wickedness that's in it is a scary place. Mm-hmm. But with God, there's no reason to be fearful. Right. There's no reason to be fearful. And so you have here in Joshua chapter 1 this incredible admonition to be strong, to be of good courage, You can do that because, hey, I'm with you, God says. And you can do that because you have prepared yourself. And all of that plays here in 2023 as well. Yeah, it does. And both here in Joshua chapter 1 and Ephesians chapter 6, where we spent the last few weeks, what we see as we think about this is this assurance of victory that God wants to instill in those who are going to be soldiers of his and and he wants to give Joshua that confidence here in Joshua chapter 1 and you're 100% right he wants to to give us that confidence today in the same way now Joshua was going to face physical enemies and and we ours is a, a spiritual battle that's what we read about in Ephesians chapter 6 but nonetheless the the same is true the victory is assured when we're on God's side and that should give us a great deal of confidence and a great deal of comfort when we think about this battle that we're each facing is that God has has guaranteed a win. We just have to follow him, and we have to put our trust and our confidence in him. And that's what he's asking Joshua to do. That's what we've seen Moses do. And ultimately, at the end of the day, that was one of the challenges that Moses had was fully putting his trust in God and and Joshua here, as he comes on the scene as the next leader of the people of Israel, he's going to face some of the same challenges. But God is assuring him that with him, with God on your side, victory is assured, and so you can move forward courageously. 
Yeah, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, kind of as we bring this to a close, I mean, it's similar to what we've talked about over the last several weeks. It is already laid out for us. It is you choose to fight with God Mm -hmm. and be victorious, or you choose to fight without God and be a loser in every capacity. And so now it's just a choice that I have. Do I want God with me and win and be victorious, or do I want to go go about it without God? and be decimated and destroyed. And that seemingly is a pretty easy choice to make. <laughs> it should be. And Joshua, for the most part, that that's the choice that he makes, right? He goes throughout the entirety of the book, making it very clear that, listen, I, I'm choosing to be on God's side, even at the very end of the book, when he's kind of given his last address and he has those very well-known words that, listen, you've mm-hmm. got to make that choice for yourself. Yeah. But for me and for my house, we're, we're going to serve God. I want to be on his team. I want him by my side. And it certainly is something that we need to be pushing for as well. A lot of good stuff right here in Joshua chapter 1. Super good principles about being a soldier of Christ a lot to be pulled from Joshua, more than just what we've talked about. But we appreciate everybody for sitting along with us for a few minutes. We're going to continue on this train next week. We'll talk, take a look at another Old Testament story, some more principles and applications to learn from soldiers of God. Thank you for studying along with us.